Hello, everyone, and you're listening to Unjustified True Beliefs, which is a podcast where we talk about the beliefs we have and try to validate it using philosophy, psychology, and math. So today, what we're going to discuss is algorithmic decision-making. Sounds a little heavy, but it's not going to be that heavy. We're just going to be hopefully making better decisions after this episode, because what we intend to do today in the episode is kind of go around discussing how we make decisions in everyday life because the whole point of our podcast is to justify unjustified true beliefs and decision making is such an important part of who we are because with decision making you kind of get to practice what you believe in and you kind of uh, implement and apply what you believe in and that has been our aim from the beginning so we are calling this algorithmic decision making because we're going to try and explore if each one of us we have some kind of algorithm or a ritual or some set of rules in mind when we uh, decide in certain situations so we're going to pick up one situation and then we're kind of going to discuss what we think we do in a situation like that so before that just a quick thing i think we all know what an algorithm is it's basically a set of instructions designed to perform a specific task that's what we're going to be discussing on today and i want to introduce our guests before we start the discussion so we have uh, five of us apart from me we have saranj we have abhijay we have shruti we have jyoti and then we have kartik so i'm going to start the discussion by uh, asking saranj because i know he went out today to search for a house he's moving to a new house so i just wanted to understand from saranj so how long are you going to keep looking for a house or how many houses do you normally have to look at before you decide which house should you buy or rent thanks momita for the question i actually have a very short deadline before which i have to select a house and move in i just got another one month to do so so my process has to be whichever house meets my criteria like i and i know what kind of house we're looking for we have a group of three people who were searching for a house which needs to be 3 bhk to bathroom apartment in the city not far from work and that's all uh, uh, and, and the price range definitely that is the criteria and if it works for us we will move in uh, there is no long perspective of the house needs to be aesthetic or other other factors to to involve uh, but so far this morning i i went for an inspection this house was a bit cramped and we didn't like it that much so probably we'll keep on searching but the the point is to as soon as we find something we will move in we're not going to wait or we want to select it as fast as possible so you're saying the first house that fits checks off all the items on your checklist and fits your range you're going to settle for that what if you have five of those houses for some reason you've ended up seeing five let's say then then will you like how will you select best out of those five uh, i think that's how we usually make a decision uh, sometimes we feel that I, our current decision is not good enough like i i know the apartment i'm staying at right now i can find a cheaper apartment even a more spacious apartment at a lower cost than what i'm currently living at but the thing is we we say oh, who will do the due diligence of searching that house and moving is a big hassle so yeah fine if, even if i'm paying you know 100 dollars extra per month it's fine i don't want to do this effort all over again so but i yeah, again on the se- second time you think or oh, maybe i can save if i just put in some more work maybe i can save money uh and uh, by moving to a new place but this scenario given that we have an opportunity to search for a new place which can optimize for more space cheaper rent 
that's where i want to do it smartly definitely want to go get the best option and also not put too much of effort right that's what you're saying yeah you and also not put too much effort we have to make decision in a certain amount of time so that's okay. the constraints okay so what i'm getting gathering from you is you kind of like to put a rough deadline and then no matter what i'm going to make the best decision i can within a certain time frame something on those lines is what i'm getting okay so what i'm actually trying to get at guys is something called the optimal uh, stopping theorem meaning knowing when to stop right and that just doesn't apply to i mean saransh went and looked for a house it it might be a career choice for one of you guys or maybe choosing a life partner for one of you guys so maybe i'm going to ask abhijay next because he's new on our show and i know he's doing a phd in computer science so you may have fallen in a similar situation when probably deciding your course or some situation in your life in your career where you had to decide to stop something and uh, stop looking for something and then choosing something how how did you go about it so whenever i make a decision in my life there is one go to algorithm which i unknowingly use unconsciously use and it's the most cliched algorithm in computer science and it's called divide and conquer so let's say i'm cooking biryani so the first thing i would do is i would divide my tasks into which vegetables need to be chopped up first uh, which masalas need to be collected and which masalas need to go in first and which uh, let's say onion needs to cook more than the other vegetables so i would put onion first and try to make a you know try and make that gravy or like that uh, try and cook those vegetables first which need more cooking time so definitely divide and conquer would be my go to algorithm to figure things out apart from the divide and conquer part what i also do is i prioritize after i divide things up i figure out which things i need to prioritize so the prioritization part can happen in the beginning or towards the end or maybe somewhere in the middle before the actual thing starts towards the end of the planning part you decide okay these are the things i want to prioritize on so if i want to let's say i'm working on my project and since research is is kind of does not have deadlines or does not have a lot of pressure from different forces uh, it's only your advisor who's who's telling you okay please do this please do that before you know before the conference deadline comes in in that kind of a scenario where the deadline is like a year ahead of you uh, how do you figure out deadlines how do you make deadlines of your own and how do you come up with tasks so this there's one algorithm which i follow is that i should always have something to do for the next week as long as um, i do not have to worry about oh there's no, nothing to do for the next week i'm in good that means i am i have more work to do than you know trying to than procrastinating and figuring out oh i've i spent so much time but i have not done these many tasks or which i or i haven't put in so much effort to you know complete like to achieve my goal so it's usually like trying to figure out so i always plan ahead so that's in um, computer science terminology i would say i pick different paths and from those paths i know okay what is the cost to go to a certain the shortest distance if i had to put it that way yes you can you can uh, think of it 
think of it as a shortest distance and you can also think of it as what is the most optimal reward okay to reach a goal okay or the lowest cost to lowest cost so how how do you apply this algorithm to let's say the current house that you're living in i don't know the background but just hypothetical so how how do you up, apply your planning ahead and lowest cost algorithm to to getting the house that you're sitting in right now it's interesting that you asked me this question so i did a lot of planning and found the most optimal house my landlord is amazing they organize uh, these uh, parties and i've got amazing flatmates but there are always these unknown factors that you need to account for whatever algorithm i selected i won't go into the algorithm because um, i already explained i usually try to divide and conquer one way of divide applying divide and conquer over here would be to decide the pros and cons and then just divide the options which you have and try to put them in different sections and from those you would be able to like jot down like come come down to like a certain uh, solution but doesn't it get tiring now that in 2021 there are so many options because in divide and conquer the more number of options you have the more difficult it would be to divide right yes so how would you divide them one would be proximity to your workplace so there'll be some which would fall in into that bucket the ones which do not fall into that bucket they immediately get eliminated because that's your first priority and then you figure out oh whether uh, like who, what are the folks like are, are they welcoming uh, will i be welcomed into the house or will i have friends around me with whether i will have a good time and oh also there there would be like what are the logistics inside the house is there a balcony is there a nice bed how close it is it to restaurants uh, if i'm let's say not cooking will i have access to food carts around me so yeah i mean saranch also had like a deadline approach to it you have more of a planning and then divide and conquer uh, shortest cost optimal approach to it okay that's that's interesting so i'm going to ask our ladies now maybe shruti like how do you when you have to decide on something know that this is when i should stop looking at so many options or or books and this is what i actually want to watch on netflix let's say i think usually it is easier to know when to stop for me personally is when i clearly know what i want now for example when it comes to looking for a home uh, i think i i have clarity on the requirements that okay it should be close to work this is my rent budget it needs to be a 3 bhk so it makes it easy for me to when i find the first pick which is good for that i'd say i'll go for it but when i think that uh, requirement set is not clear like for example when i wanted to buy a wedding dress the requirement was not clear as to what i want personally i didn't have a very clear requirement it was just about i'll pick the best wedding dress that i find so in such a situation i find it difficult to stop because the requirement is not clear if i have the requirement set clear i'd say the first thing i put i like i would go for it like that fits my requirement and i think also the scale of the decision is one more thing that matters like if i'm if i'm going to buy my own house for example i would probably look at a few more places that uh, fit the requirement and then pick the best amongst that but when it comes to maybe renting a place i'll go for the first one that's there okay so you're not a very picky chooser per se you you have your set of you have your checklist and then you're okay with the first option if it fits your bill then 
then yeah the, not much of looking more of leaping right. once except all decisions don't have the requirements set clear yeah okay okay interesting not very similar to abhijay and saranj but not very different also because they also had yeah. a checklist but and what about you guys jyoti kartik whoever wants to go first what do you guys do so uh, searching for a house uh, luckily or i don't know it's not really happened for me yet because i was looking for a house in the middle i think a couple of times but i just ended up staying where i was so it's never really happened and uh, yeah i mean it can be with anything right so for example i had if you have to shop for like a particular event like a dress or something i'll just take the example of my brother's wedding because that is something which you really want to think about like what are you going to wear or something and um, yeah i ended up buying the dresses the first dresses i saw in the very first shop i went to so even though they were really good and everything i ended up paying a little more than i would like to that is something i think could have been avoided if i would have spent at least a little more time like going at least to another couple of shops or something like that so that's where your um, not impulse but like just explore i mean they were not that over the budget but still like a little bit and i could have looked at more options it's just that i was still okay with the decision but then yeah i mean my parents did say that you could have looked at a few more dresses so it's just that that exploring could have got me the perfect choice like how content and you know happy abhijay is with his apartment where his landlord throws parties for him i mean who does that so and it could never happen in my apartment for sure but anyway yes they are nice dinners <laughs> yeah i prefer those totally abhijay i prefer the sit down events much more so like board games and yeah definitely i love board games so. couple of years yeah yeah any time i move to portland i guess i know where i'm who's my landlord crashing okay. <laughs> yeah yeah i guess i could have spent a little more time then i went shopping or stuff like that many people do do that they want to explore a lot and then they don't end up buying anything i tend to buy like if i like something i just buy it most of the times Uh, definitely i do have a budget i don't spend too much so i do have some things in the picture but if i really like it i'll end up buying it so my problem i guess is that i don't explore that much i just i just go and get it so i guess we are trying to reach that balance right but has it ever happened to you that you've actually looked a lot and then taken a decision because i mean there's a reason why i'm asking that i'm basically trying to understand do we diametrically opposite kind of decisions based on which domain it's happening in i mean the same person might look a lot to decide a career but might uh, leap in buying a house i think when i want to read books i generally like find out everything about that book except what is inside that book probably like uh, who's the author and why was it written or what is it about if it's non fiction or fiction and uh, probably reviews as well and how old or new it is that also somehow matters to me i don't know why so i do do a lot of research before deciding what i want to read or watch so i guess i do explore a lot sometimes i do a lot of uh, research and i don't end up uh, watching a show that has happened so many times like i'll do all the research in the world and then i'll be like okay i don't want to watch it so i have that issue like the more i look 
I uh, get into that whole spiral of only looking and then I don't and then it's too late it's midnight then it's probably a show which people saw 10 years back and now you're watching it kartik you were saying that you kind of use this approach no i i was going to say i have diametrically opposite ways of searching depending on what it is i feel like for things which have a predefined criteria like there are predefined criteria for what constitutes a good house right uh, that it needs to be like uh, which i was saying closer to commute lesser rent square footage landlords throwing parties all of that but then uh, with the uh, with something more subjective like buying clothes i will spend 5 hours to buy one shirt and still not get it because i will be able to convince myself that something that looks good on me does not look good or vice versa and then i i hate to end up with something like a buyer's remorse or something but yeah uh, so that's how i with regards to how my decision making works uh, i guess i follow the same greedy approach that saransh does that get the first house that satisfies all of your criteria and you're done with it but the thing with algorithms is that it doesn't always work out right like uh, with my house and uh, i bought a house that was like close to work it was it had nightlife around it it has everything and then the pandemic happened and everything shut down so work i being closer to work didn't matter anymore nightlife didn't matter anymore being in the city i was just like, stuck paying higher rent so yeah there's the human element that we cannot transfer from on that note i i really wanted to add something uh and it's quite interesting that you said that um so in in ancient times we used to uh people used to uh look at the stars because they didn't have anything for entertainment right they just they did have uh, they didn't have books or movies and tv shows and uh they want the best way to entertain yourself is to look at the stars and make up stories so uh and we have this innate ability to uh, uh form patterns or like recognize patterns and what we did was we came up with different kinds of omens to for, or like we we were foretelling about we were foretelling the future that oh um since we saw this certain shooting star then there's going to be a famine in the next 3 years so th- that was our way of figuring things out but um there were a lot of we, but the algorithm that people were using to figure out those patterns there were a lot of unknowns and like saranch so is looking for this uh, like this perfect house there are definitely like a lot of unknowns and probably like the pattern recognition algorithm that he has may fail and uh, that's why i i would go with kartik uh, on this that like the and also saranch so that it would be the best thing to like go for the first house uh take the greedy approach where uh go for the first house which meets all the meets all your criteria because you don't know no, i i think i i agree with what you and kartik are saying but i'm just wondering how would we would it be a good strategy to apply if let's say we were uh choosing our life partners do we should we take the greedy approach and settle for the first person if you clearly know what the requirements are like in some decisions your requirements are very clear like in some they are subjective so if you clearly know your requirements yes you can i think with the life partners that's what happens uh, you're not very i think the requirement set is not clear 
Yeah, or maybe because it's it's such a uh, we think it's a, it's such an emotional uh, decision, right? Because you have to spend your life with the person, unlike a house, which if you don't like, you can kind of go and yeah, move to a different house. So, what should I say? I mean, the the trade off is a lot higher, and I mean, the cost of selecting the wrong uh, life partner may be a lot higher than moving into a house which is not that great maybe that so that's that's what my question was going to be I'm, i'm basically trying to understand why is it that we take such polar opposite approaches in different things it's the same person uh like like kartik would be so picky in buying clothes but then house not a big deal he's he's okay because i i think that kind of is dependent somewhere on our belief system and things we believe in and what we identify with there are two different types of problems uh, out here uh, like looking for a house uh, or the short term problems with no long term consequences I have a different strategy or different algorithm that we use and where the problems are long term like managing a relationship that's a long term commitment or a you know long term problem like i think the author of this book um, the, i think which we are discussing today algorithms to live by he categorized these two problems a finite set problem and infinite set problem in infinite set problem we tend to prolong or like we want to have that experience for the longest time possible uh, for the finite set problem we want to get the best solution in a very limited time frame so yeah with finding a partner it's a i think it's a long term uh but do these biases help you in creating decisions which will lead to better outcomes you are trying to be careful because you think it's a big decision for your life but does that change the outcome in any way well yeah as uh, even uh, avijay mentioned that there is inherent uh, randomness into a lot of decisions we make so sometimes even in computer science there are uh, very Uh, a lot of algorithm which uses randomness or stochasticity to get to the optimum solution so yeah life is uh, unfortunately we cannot be 100% sure certain of all these activities um, so yeah there is definitely an element of luck in it making the right decision i think it's an open question so do we think that possibly not putting so much effort into these decisions and treating them like any other decisions can make life simpler because maybe the possibility of the improving the outcome with additional effort is minimal i'm quoting this book a lot today uh, there was another section on relaxation uh, where you need to relax the constraint to uh, basically to get to the best solution if you like just take the same example of finding the right partner so the more requirements you go off the harder it is to make the decision like yeah. you know the bigger you, you, checklist you have yeah, yeah yeah like very small set not finding the right person so you just relax the constraint and like okay whichever works for this these three constraints i have uh, kind smart and good looking that's it that's all i'm looking for then you have a larger pool to select from right uh otherwise it uh, it can be but at the same time you don't want to make a a decision which you're not happy with you know you you can't be completely laxed on finding a partner any person down the road alal mari you won't take that strategy either so yeah I you mean, have I to don't do that for a house too so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think it's the same you want to optimize 
but where you want to stop is i guess the question we are asking the optimal stopping i mean different people have given it different names some people call it the secretary problem i mean it, it's very common even in interviews right i mean how do you decide when to stop looking for a candidate and hiring a candidate right because when your checklist is just going to keep increasing i mean even if it doesn't increase the moment you've interviewed someone comparison sets in right so the next person you interview you're trying to compare him with the previous or the next i mean the next one who's going to come so uh, and i i think i was i saw this somewhere and i probably read about it in the book itself about the 37% rule it's a rule in computer science and uh, do any of you have you heard of it and do you apply it or or what can you tell us about it so from what the author was saying uh, i kind of understood why he was mentioning that because sometimes we uh we choose too early so what he was trying to say over there was uh not exactly to reject the first 37% but uh to look closely at the first 37% and try and reject them take them as a baseline and if someone in the rest of the crowd is able to uh cross that baseline then he prob- he or she probably is your candidate but if someone is not then your candidate lies in the first 37% of of your pool so um it it can also be uh, this also relates to like if you want to take a decision and it's difficult to take a decision then probably flip a coin and if you once you have flipped that coin and you have made you know you have chosen a side and if that side comes up and if you're happy with it then probably go with it then but if it doesn't also if if you're not happy with that side then go with the other it somehow relates to it it's kind of like uh, take some action i mean do something about it don't and i i think that's also the basis of uh, we had an entire episode on that procrastination perfectionism i mean we are so bent on uh, perfecting certain things that we never end up taking that first step or that first leap that we're trying to discuss here right i think i i read this rule about the rule too uh, what i found difficult in the rule is i think today like we said that 30 we should evaluate the 37% first before taking the next this thing today we have a lot of choices for everything so i think just knowing when that 37% ha- we might just not know the size of the sample set like be it your interviewing or be it dating anything when you say that fix the number of people that you want to know look at usme se then you want to say 37% is when you probably move beyond but to apply that you should first know what is your sample set that you want to look at so i think that is pretty difficult in 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 reality to know that in most situations or maybe how you want to define your sample size right like maybe not number of candidates or maybe the duration maybe like in a day for the day you have 10 candidates so you will just look at the first three or four and then you make your best decision yeah that that could be one way of doing it set some constraints on what you want to do by 30 i want to be married say for example then look at only people by th- the people you meet by 30 that's absolutely right yeah so i I I think personally if I had to answer when to stop I don't know it would again depend on the sample size the type of sample size and the domain if I was deciding on the type of dark chocolate to buy then 
yeah, maybe I'll, I'll take a chance. I'll just pick anything and not really keep looking. But okay, maybe if I have to gift someone a dark chocolate, then maybe I'm going to look through a couple of them to find out which one is the best or which one is going to uh, satisfy someone's taste buds, etc. I'm, I'm just giving a very simple example. So yeah, I think for me, when it has something to do with uh, when other people come into the picture and I have to, let's say, gift something to someone, then probably I'll do more of the looking and then leap versus when I just have to buy something for myself. So yeah, I think it kind of, uh, like I don't have a fixed algorithm and I think it, it kind of is diametrically opposite depending on the uh, situation. Or maybe if you can apply something from imitation learning where uh, you would seek advice from an expert uh, afterwards and then let's say you have several options you de- you decide you choose the options you have you have the options but the expert would tell you okay this is this would be sweet this would be sweeter this has this much cocoa and based on the expert advice you take you take the best you pick the best option and over time you become an expert yourself and then you can beat the expert interesting beat the expert hmm. <laughs> <laughs> think he's thinking of his advisor <laughs> Abhijay is competitive. Uh, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. So I, I think we got a lot of mixed opinions, but we kind of, I don't know if we never have a conclusion to any of our episodes. So we are kind of reaching a point where we think it is very dependent on the domain and uh, in which arena you're trying to take this kind of a decision, right? Somewhere where the repercussions are more or it's going to uh, have a bigger impact, you might want to not pick the first apple from the basket. You might want to look a little bit, set a baseline. But then the point is that you need to set a baseline because otherwise you're not going to end up taking that first step out of your door, right? So that's what I gather. So what I would like to do now is kind of, again, go around the room and just a few parting words from you guys to understand not just in a situation like this, but in life in general, do you have any algorithms that you follow or any rules that you follow to decide in general or any principles? I guess I'll start. I really like the word principles. I think those are open enough as being uh, rigid and you know uh, principles are you have some values and you want to abide by those values as much as possible. They're not restraining you to not do a particular thing but you want to do this as much as possible under the given circumstances so yes being kind being humble uh, are some of my core values i want to live by and the third value is just to learn uh, more uh, about life itself and about all the challenges there are in the world so that i'm better prepared better i'm like better tomorrow than what i am today so these are the few um, core principles I, I live by. Nice. And I, I think the whole basis also of starting this podcast and having these discussions weekly is to kind of understand what different principles or beliefs we have and what we can learn from each other and where we have an opportunity to grow. We always have an opportunity to grow and go to the next level. So, yeah, interesting. I like that. Uh, so who wants to go next? Well, I'm going to just go with the divide and conquer. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be my uh, go-to. 
algorithm. I think that's a good idea. And me, I don't know if I follow anything like consciously, but uh, yeah, I guess just get your priorities straight. If you know what you want, it will probably be easier. Yeah, and have some sort of sorting algorithm or and have some sort of deadline. Like with finding a house, you do have a deadline. You need to find it before a certain date. But uh, like finding a life partner, probably some people don't need to have a deadline or something like that. Things like that. Finding a dress for an event, again, a deadline. So, yeah. Yeah. Again, depending on the kind of, uh, yeah. Domain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What about uh, you, Shruti? Uh, I think even I don't have specific algorithms at least consciously i don't have uh, but uh, on a generic i think if i look deeply at it then maybe that in prioritization and working with the constraints that are there the best that i can get to with the constraint that are at play yeah i think that's about it nice and uh, yeah uh I'm a big fan of avoiding overfitting or in generic terms, hand, uh, Occam's razor or keep it simple, stupid, uh, that sort of stuff. Like given a lot of evidence, just you go with the simplest explanation that will uh, account for all of the evidence and form new belief spaces on that. Nice. Um, interesting. So all of you, what about you? I okay. I was not <laughs> expecting that, and I was hoping we could end this before that question came. But uh, I don't know if I. I mean, I I know like uh, Saranch. I have a few strong beliefs and values. I don't know if I want to call them values, but I have some strong beliefs that I have, and uh, no matter which uh, domain it is or wherever I have to take a decision, I kind of make sure whatever algorithm i'm using those beliefs don't get uh, i don't know should i call them beliefs but but yeah i mean at the end of the day i should be able to pass the mirror test that that's my only principle because i should be able to look at myself in the mirror before i go to sleep at night and be okay with whatever decision i took throughout the day uh, so yeah I, I think yeah probably just that yeah i guess it's as simple as that yeah yeah mirror test sounds like a good idea yeah yeah some some people have a grandmom test i mean they don't want to do anything that their grandmom would have to read about it in the newspaper i think someone at work was oh. telling me but okay. yeah yeah what felt my me <laughs> yeah so yeah i think that's pretty much uh, yeah, I don't have any other algorithms, but just that thing. So, okay, guys. So that was an interesting conversation we had. Uh, we discussed a lot about shifting into a new house and how we would do it. So I don't know what your plans are. I know Saranch needs to get into a new one. And Jyoti has never looked for one. Looked and still stayed in the same place. So I guess you can use this episode. So I guess uh, at the least, at least after this, we will be able to move to a house and hopefully Jyoti will not be in the same house uh, when we do a sequel to algorithmic decision making. I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, 
So that was nice. Maybe we should just rename this episode to uh, how to find a house. Find a house. <laughs> find a house. <laughs> house hunting. Yeah. House hunting 101. <laughs> okay, guys. So it was nice talking to you guys and see you again on the next episode.